Hi, welcome to the podcast. Even though this episode is kind of shorter, I still made the timeline for you so you can check uh, if you're interested in some parts. Uh, you know, and now just enjoy the episode. Have fun. Which is fine. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's so I much think? fun. Haha. <laughs> Everyone is vibing. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's like, you know, playing for a World Square Association or something, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, my situation is definitely more pleasant than everybody else's. But uh, I will <sighs> say, like, I think this meta, like, for this open, it's going to be super enjoyable. The meta might be absolute dog shit, but we don't know that yet. So the open is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know, but like, I don't think people much know what to play, honestly. And I think that's, I think yeah, it's going to be. I think there's going to be a lot of like three um, X Noxus aggro lineups, just because like, sure. <laughs> Like my uh, issue that I, I there's not three like there's not three aggro decks. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's I think if you're, one. I think if you were trying to make a lineup that was like the triple aggro lineup, um, you should probably only play two Noxes and it should be like Ziggs, Poppy, like a Scion or like Samira Draven, like some Draven deck. Um, how many Scions? How many Samiras? How many Jinxes? Hard to say, but like some Draven deck that's like, like aggro slanted, and then like just Thresh Nasses. Um, and I think that's like a much better triple aggro lineup than like triple noxes because like you're gonna play pirates or something and pirates just sucks. Yeah, yeah. So, I think even like pop basics honestly gonna suck a bit. To be honest, uh, I think all those decks suck. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I a lot like... of like the metas suck on us. I think like there's not that many good decks and like when and then like you just can see like decks like just punishing the. The thing that like not many decks are actually good that they just able to steal yeah. these games that they shouldn't be stealing. <laughs> I would definitely say I think um what's it called? Um I don't think we have a single deck yet that we definitely know is good. We have some decks that we know aren't bad, but like is it good? Is it mediocre? Yeah, hard to say. Um, yeah, I, like I think that's like yeah. I think that's yeah. really good. That's like yeah. definitely felt good to me. Um, but like, also, that's like the type of deck that both of us are gonna like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, actually, Samira Seraphine's a terrible deck. Like, I think it's like definitely playable. But like, is it good? Is it playable? It is at least playable. It could definitely be good. It could be broken, but hard to say past that. Um, there's like a bunch of this just like problems with like between how like matchmaking works. Um, yeah. Oh, like, and we, like yeah, we can't still, even. Still broken. I don't get it. Like <laughs> doesn't make sense. I, I don't get it. Like how is possible? Like I get it at the start of the season, even though I think it was kind of weird at the start of the season. Because we can stuck. I guess that's something I don't think we have even topics. But I think it is the biggest issue. Have you seen it? Like the LPs of people in EU already, they have above two K already in EU at Masters. I think three persons has about two K LP in EU at at an letter. Just to say, uh, there's still not nobody in EU has three K on standard ladder. So you know, you just see how much easier it is to climb in Eternal, for example. Yeah, uh, it, Eternal Ladder is wild. Um, that's definitely a thing. The other thing is, like, it's not just... Oh, I need to fix the... 
adjusted your volume down a bit. Oh, no, not that. Um, it's not just a, like, stuff is weird and people are climbing more in Eternal. Like, matchmaking is hella scuffed. You can't get stats, like, at all. First of all, we can't tell if a game is Eternal or, um... You can uh, tell standard. Eternal. Can't not you? through the API. Um... There's some, like, I'm, tricks where you, like, guess if someone's playing Eternal. Like, if you look at their deck and see an Eternal card, they're playing Eternal. But, like, if two people play two standard legal decks... Oh, Eternal, I thought AR told you. Oh, does AR not tell? It, it tells you, like, best of three Eternal lobbies, but that's probably not the same at all. Uh, I believe... I just meant someone's match history is what I meant. I don't know anything about... I know, like, none of the leaderboards show you that, show you the difference. Yeah, I believe every API site uses the same trick where they just like look at the list and are like, I hope to see an Eternal card in somebody's list. Otherwise, I just don't know. And if you see like no Eternal card, like admittedly, it's pretty hard to say that like you're going to find two people playing Eternal and neither has a single Eternal card in it. Like, really? It's but, possible like, though. Like, it's yeah, possible. it's definitely possible. Near the Atrox Vein mirror match. Yeah. Hello, Sigmund. Yeah, Atrox. I didn't definitely on these decks, I can see that, but you know, like, sure, this is like definitely thinking about like stats, but like, I think stats have since the LP change, honestly, are kind of scuffed. And especially in this season when like Masters, I'm not Masters, I'm still meeting Bronzes. Like, yeah. when I usually look, the, the Bronze player was like Masters in standard. But still, I think, like, you know, they tend to meme. And if you're in bronze, for example, like, it's it's impossible to not climb from bronze if you a little bit try, right? So, like, if you tried, actually, then you would be already in god, at least, you know, when, you know, when it gets maybe a little bit slower. But, yeah. Uh, Mat yeah. Matchbreaking is ridiculous. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and, like, I don't know, even these, like, personal stats where, like, people will be like, oh, like, the one that comes to mind, because um, I remember seeing it and just, like, realizing how fucked stuff was, was, like, Rochi played a lot of Varus Akshan cultists, and he personally did very well. I remember seeing him tweet that he had, like, a 90% win rate over 50 games. He went 45-5, and five, which is absolute lunacy. I don't even know if the deck is good. Like, someone popping off that much? Like, did Rochi farm a bunch of, like, bronze and... Silver players? Maybe! Who knows? And it's just like, yeah. normally, like, I could look at that and be like, okay, well, maybe this is like Roji's pet deck. Like, it's Talia Malphite or whatever, and Roji does fine with the deck. But I can at least have confidence that if you put up that kind of stats, like, the deck isn't bad. And, like, mm -hmm. now I, I, I don't even have that. Like, and it's not like I'm sitting here being like, oh, Cultus actually sucks and Roji doesn't know what he's doing. I don't even know. It might be bad. It might be good. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, this information most, is just worthless. The most frustrating thing to me is that all of our information is useless. Anything yeah. <laughs> you personally do, anything Baja personally does, anything I personally do does not matter and will not help us actually form a lineup or a good deck. And we're doing all of this for a tournament. Like, in a normal series, we'd be doing it for one tournament that's in three days, and we like just don't touch this meta again for another, like, two months. And, like, we do all of this on this fucked ladder system that means nothing and it's impossible and we stress out. And then we get to play a singular tournament and then just don't even look at 90% of these cards for another two months. And so... They it is wild. <laughs> the the um, issue of the ladder doesn't matter. The games don't matter. The issue is that 
standing on ladder matters a lot. So yeah. the issue is that like these people that have already 2k LP, they are not gonna because they like it. Um, maybe Heiko, actually I think Heiko is the only person that actually likes it and just wants to grind <laughs> because because Heiko yeah. is gonna teach and but and he's like rank one on both, you know, standard and standard. But you know, the issue is that like people need these uh earn yeah. points to get for qualification to work. So people are grinding, getting the free games that they have. And you know, it's it's kind of stupid. You know, let's be honest on that. Yeah. I, I mean, speaking of like how much ladder matters and how much of a joke it is, and how easy it is to like MMR fix. What is your take on the like? I'm not MMR fixing, but I'm like. It very much um, looks like MMR fixing. Like, no, no, I'm not gonna say I'm, anyone's name unless y'all yeah. want to or whatever. But people that are like so. have a ten percent win rate, and you're like, yeah. well, they're not like actually conceding their game, but they're playing this like tier twelve deck that's not even tier nine and a ten yeah. percent win rate over like a ridiculous amount of games. The situation I know of, um, that's like the highest profile one. I don't particularly want to say people's names at this point because i it's still fixable in my eyes and it's like okay until you like commit to this i don't want to blast you but mm -hmm. um the situation that i understand it is people are playing like dubious decks that are very easy to tell are dubious and are playing them for a long time at a low win rate so it's like you know what you're doing like if, if you're a competitive player and you're playing this specific deck that we've known has been a meme it's been a meme for a while. You're playing it a lot. Maybe you revisit it with like going back to Eternal. Maybe it's good now or whatever. But you don't play like 50, 80 games of this games. meme. You play like five or 10 and you're like, okay, moving on. And this also isn't people like uh, Sunny would be a good example. Where like Sunny frequently will have like a 15 game stretch with a very bad win rate on a deck because he's memeing. He makes content decks. It's fine. I get it. Sonny's not trying to MMR fix. It's specifically these people that are like, play this like bad deck for a while, suddenly go up to rank one, never touch the deck again. It's like, it is clear you know what you're doing. Um, yeah. It's just abusing the system where like, you still like, you know, it's a shady place, I would say. Like, um, yeah, it's weird. I, I like, I like, of course, like the issues on the right side. Like, I should be fucking fixing it. Let's yeah. be honest. Like, we should not be like witch hunting them or something. If you do this, you're kind of dick. Let's be honest. Uh, because you know what you are doing. You are abusing it, the system. And, you know, it's possible to get to these LPs that you have with without doing this. Uh, mm -hmm. And, but it's taking much more time. This is the m most effective. So I get it why they're doing that. Uh, it yeah. just sucks, and I, I, I just hope I don't. I have so much hope that I don't know if, if, like you know, this ladder season should be counting. If the first open should be counting, but surely it seems that that red doesn't want yeah. them to count it. So that's my issue. I, I would just like my, my, my thing is like they be saying, okay, sorry, we just not counting this ladder. I mean, counting first open. Yeah, sorry, but we fucked up. Next yeah. season's gonna be better. It's, like, particularly frustrating because, like, the first open, like, obviously was, like, horrific. <laughs> there were so many different problems. Uh, yeah. But, like, the second open, I thought, went really well. And I was, like, optimistic. I was, like, you know, maybe we had, like, beta season part two <laughs> in the middle of the real season. But, like, yeah. it's all fine now. And it's not fine. Like, admittedly, like, the open might be fine. But, like, this is such a fucked format. The latter is, like, super bizarre. I mean, there's, like, a bunch of people where, like, 
I know Gregory the Grey, I would like remember his take, where he doesn't tend to get motivated to grind for ladder or whatever, but he's definitely like a reasonably good player and could be motivated to try and grind for like world's points or whatever. Like he could be motivated for this. And he like tweeted where he was like, I forgot how much of a slog it was to like grind up from iron. I'm just not interested. It's oh, like, same. Yeah. Like, I don't... Because I also am a little different because I don't actually need the eternal points because I'm top of standard, which makes it yeah. much easier. But I also was like, oh, well, I'm going to play eternal anyways because I was like, I want to learn decks, I want to get format. And my the mental was like, well, you need to get to masters to queue into other masters players. Um, so it's like, that's how you get ladder testing, etc. That's outside of scrims. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll play. And like he said, like, first of all, it's fucking miserable. And I've done like several iron to masters challenges in one sittings. And I was like, yeah, I'm never doing this again because of how miserable it is. And then so for them to make me want to do that is fucked. But then I realized I was queuing into masters players anyways when I was in silver. So I was like, oh, it's just like, I don't actually need to get the masters to queue into these people. It's great. But yeah, I, I, I fully agree with him. It just made me not want to play. Maybe it'd be different if I didn't have ladder seating, but uh, on standard ladder. But I just, uh, yeah, I remember, I remember like the most miserable I've ever been on ladder was it was SI Nami season and I was getting a smurf to masters to like have as a stream account or whatever. And I remember I went from bronze through silver with, I guess there was still iron. So it was iron through silver without losing a game, which was like 36 zero. And like, I definitely should have lost games. Like it, it wasn't like I was just giga cracked at that deck. It was like. I am better than my opponents because, like, I, I mean, I think my main at that point was rank one. I was just like, mm-hmm. this is not fun for me, and I can't imagine it's fun for them. Like, I'm just literally smurfing in the purest definition of the word. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's also different, and mo- so the way other Riot games and most games fix this problem is they give you rank jumps. Like, in Rocket League and in Valorant, if you do really well or go on a streak, or even in Hearthstone, if you want to, like, one-to-one compare it to like a card game, if you start doing really well, and Magic Arena has this too, you win like, th- I think it's three games in a row, the game's like, oh, you're on a win streak, we're gonna give you like double XP or something. So instead of getting um, your like 25 LP, you'd get 50 LP in this scenario. And it just helps you like, the game recognizes like, oh, you're on a win streak, you either don't belong here because you're smurfing, or you're just like doing well, so we're gonna reward you. And it gets you through these shitter ranks like just literally twice as fast and sometimes even faster in regards to other games like Valorant and League where it can just straight up skip you from like silver to platinum and Elor doesn't do that they just force you to have a very static LP gain and loss and it's like no we're going to force you to play a hundred games before you get to Masters yeah I, mean, I like this tricks this tricks is good like I think that's something that they definitely should be adding um yeah I think like LOR's system is like mostly fine this, like, eternal reset where, like, everybody is essentially having the smurf experience is pretty bad. And also the, like, old-school, like, actual smurf experience where, like, for some reason there were a bunch of systems that, like, heavily encouraged people to smurf. Like, EU players needed to have an NA account to play a bunch of tournaments. Um, you could, like, camp high LPs and still get practice on ladder if you had a smurf. There were, like, tons and tons of reasons to be interested in having a smurf account. And so, like... So many players were just like, I, I guess I'm going to make a smurf. And it's just like absolute misery. And like, I wish there was a way to like, I don't know, tell Riot or something and be like, hey, you guys set up this system where I feel like I have to smurf. Can I like just start at plat? You don't have to give me any resources, any cards. Can I just start at plat? 
Because like, fun fact: if you're an LPP, they'll give you an account that has all the resources. Not plat, but it'll give you all the resources. So you just dude, I I would take I would take starting a plat than having resources. <laughs> yeah, it's it's oh. definitely not fun. It, like, Honestly, I, I, being I, in this game is not fun. I would take resources honestly, like the amount of money that I spend on my NF is not like healthy, so like yeah, I would definitely take the resources honestly. But, that's how uh, we make that's to... how we make LOR profitable. Uh we keep yeah. all tournaments region locked in NA and fun. No, that's how you, no, you make it more profitable by next year switching it so only tournaments can be held in APAC. Oh, oh APAC. My. And yeah, so and... EU and NA players not to go to APAC and and then we mm -hmm. rotate, and we go to EU, and then we're out of being able to make money. So then, then yeah. we split APAC and SEA, and we send everybody to SEA. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. We actually just give us back the fourth region, and then just go yeah. over there. Yeah, just to give a context on my latter experience, like, I made Masters in uh, Eternal. I'm, like, having mostly fun there. I'm, like, I was playing, like, things like some action. It was a pretty fun deck to play. Uh, but I'm still kind of in the standard. Um, I just lost before the podcast 100 LP. I'm not happy. Like, I'm, I'm not having fun. <laughs> yeah, I've been casually watching. By casually, I mean, like, I'll forget that I'm on ladder and that ladder matters. And I'll be like, oh, shit, have I dropped many ranks over in standard? And I'll go look and I'll drop, like, one rank. And then I notice, like, oh, I've been sitting around, like, rank, like, 15, 16, 17 all season. Like, it's pretty weird. And then I look, and then rank 26, which is the difference in points, is only, like, 150 LP behind me. And I'm like, oh, so people are actually just, like, playing to get rank 23 and then stop playing. And they're just, like, casually leapfrogging each other. If yeah, I think on EU, they're, like, fighting, they're fighting for top 10, right? And there's, like, 13 players that are fighting for the top 10. Like, and then, like, there's a gap. Like... Yeah, in NA, it's, like, I think there are some people that have made it into top 10. I think that it's just, like, so much time. If you're not already, like, in top 10, I don't know what the gap is. I saw we were at, like, like 1,800, or sorry, not 1,800. Like, um, top 10 was, like, 300 LP difference between what, like, rank 8 and rank 10 is or something like that. And so it's, like, going yeah. after top 10 is, like, just ridiculous. Yeah, I want to... I don't know. It it feels super shitty to me to like have me still on the LP leaderboard, um, and I don't feel like I can ethically int out of it either. I just Dude, feel like just I have to. Just play fucking Mono Rexai Shirimo. Mono Rexai Nox. For a couple of games. I just uh, well, well, like I don't feel like I should play at all. Like I feel like yeah. I should just be this like I don't know like dead weight with exactly 2000 lp and like i will not play a game i'm just gonna let you guys deal with ladder around me because yeah like I, I, like... I, think, I think like yeah like it's whatever like you know uh i would of course like hope that like there's gonna be maybe you know that it's gonna drop to the, like 26 person because that can maybe suck for the 26 person if you take somebody the spot yeah. right but like uh, that happened in the past with, you know, the APEC players in NA, EU players in NA, like, it happened in the past as well, so, like, uh, you know, it's... Yeah, if I, get yeah that's down to the lowest, if I get down to the lowest bracket, I'm not gonna feel bad, because then I'm taking, like, a pretty not valuable spot. Um, yeah. And... I, I always was... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. The other thing that I would actually like, um, that I feel like is the best solution, would be, like... Uh, it's like a manual like single person solution so it's not gonna happen but like literally a rider just getting in and editing my LP to 500 and just being like nobody gets this LP we're just deleting it 
Yeah, I mean, um, I just would like... I, I always thought it was interesting that they would do that where they would, like, take us our snapshots, but instead of, like, moving people down or, like, verifying who's legal, who's not, like, who's supposed to have LP and, and rank points, they just take the snapshot and then they wait until the very end. And they're like, okay, like, this is what qualified. And we had um, some, like, NAO... Uh, Sergi was, like, always, like, top whatever it was needed to qualify yeah. for Worlds on NA. And instead of, and then that's at that point is when they would be like, oh, you don't qualify, move you to the like whatever spot, and everyone goes up one. And to me, it should yeah. be the other way around, where like he shouldn't have been on there in the first place. And like, think of all the people that were like missing world's points yeah. through those seasons that he was like up. Probably wouldn't have affected much, but like it definitely could have. And like, it seems easier to do it that way than the other way. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's a bunch of stuff of like, the number of people in, like, high ladder is not that big. Like, the number of people this would affect is, like, maybe 200 people per shard. Um, and I feel like if you are someone who's, like, playing in another server, like, buy a... Where's your NA account? Does it have, like, reasonable amounts? Of... I didn't play on okay. it, like, months. You've got, you got 28 rank, which, like, is there. I feel like it's not that hard for, like, people to kind of, like, self-indicate to Riot. For, like, Baya to be like, just tell Riot, like, hey, Baya NA is my NA account. Please don't count it. Um, yeah. And, like, I feel like people would do that. Like, I don't know. I, it used to be a lot more where it was, like, specifically Chinese uh, players playing on NA that I remember. Now there's a lot less of that. Wait, am I not top 25? Of Wait, where am I at? Oh, this is doomed. Do I have to play this game? Oh, my God. Wait. Contra F? Okay, that's not it. Do you do you have a different name? Or are you just like straight up gone from the leaderboard? Oh, do I have a different name? I haven't logged in. Are you late cut lay cuff loke? Oh, we'll find out. My what? That's the I am Lake Huff yeah. Luke. I am yeah. Lake Huff Luke. Hashtag zero 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 zero. Okay. Well, you are ranked What's nineteen. Up, then. Oh yeah. Oh, we found you. What language is that? <laughs> Today. <laughs> Mo's finding out his account name as we speak. Detect language. Lay Cuff Luke. Lee will lock. L O K. From Arabic. Any Arabicers in chat? Okay, uh, I have a question. Anir, where, where did you. What, what link you click on? Dude, I don't click on any links, man. Uh, so... Nobody knows hash. <laughs> L E E. Yeah, it says Lee will and then L O K. Lock. Lee will lock. Lee will look. Look. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a Lisa in reference. Yeah, I guess so. No um, idea. Uh, I guess we can should get back to the podcast. Um, yeah. What do you think about uh, Timeline's hotfix, guys? Rip Bozo. Uh, That's interesting. I did not think so because people were in chats saying, like, do you think Riot will hotfix this? And I'm like, is Riot capable of hotfixing stuff? Yeah, they've literally done it to us, like, for Worlds qualifiers and stuff. Did I think Riot was going to hotfix something literally four days before, like, the Open off of one random tournament? It's like, no, I did not think that at all. 
I'm not even yeah. sure timelines entirely needed a hotfix. Um, I mean, I think like people. Timelines is probably not the most hated deck of all time. I think that title will forever belong to Azir Aurelia. But Timelines is definitely up there. People don't like the deck. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't know. I feel like the more level-headed takes that I saw about Timelines were basically like, this deck seems a little overtuned, and I don't like it. Can we get rid of it? <laughs> so yeah. uh, That was me, right? Like... There's what you told me like a few months ago. If you want something to change, go on Reddit. I did that, <laughs> and timeline's got hotfix. So I think <sighs> no. If if you want to know the reason, of course I'm the reason, right? Because I complain on it um, on the Reddit as well on Twitter. Um, yeah, everything I've I'm, learned is that you and Icado are behind every single change that's ever happened to Riot ever. That's what I've learned. Anytime anything ever gets nerfed or changed, it's you told us first, and then Icado's the reason it got changed. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that like uh, it happened to be honest, but of course like I've even had some like, comments and stuff like, man, I'm kind of like you know it's just changed. I have already prepared a lineup and like now they change it. Of course, like kind of that's kind of sucks. I'm very happy that it honestly happened because I I despise I timelines. I hate it so much. Uh, but I think the timing maybe not have not the best one. Maybe like make one open with timelines, the second maybe without timelines or something that would be maybe even more interesting because like the meta would completely change. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, happy that it happened, I guess. I don't like timelines. I'm not gonna say that like I miss it its uh dominance, but I do. Um also like I kind of feel like the people saying like I was just gonna like I already had my lineup ready, it was kinda like, okay, you were probably just saying like timelines is probably good enough, so I'm shipping that, which like is fine, but like hard to say that timelines was definitely the best. Um yeah, and then like think. the change is just like okay well now like you just have no clue like everybody else like if you yeah, had a non-timelines lineup and you were like I'm I'm confident in this like you shouldn't have been uh, so <laughs> there's no change but yeah that's the most frustrating thing is it was like we had no indication on what meta was outside of like you had to guess what the strongest decks were and like some people guessed like myself included that timelines was the best deck in the meta and I was like oh yeah, yeah. timelines very strong um, you know, and I was, or not just I, but a lot of people were correct. Obviously, the people that did well in the tournament were correct. Um, and then Riot, so we finally had our first indication of what, like, actual meta looked like. And we're like, oh, okay, we have data, kind of, that matters, kind of. So let's, like, maybe start building our meta and our lineups and our, like, testing around it. And then Riot's just like, no. Like, yeah, no, none I mean, of that. We're just pure vibing. This meta is just all vibes. Nobody has any clue what's good. Uh, that's fine. Um, I do think, like, uh, I was telling Baya, I don't know how many people were around uh, prior to this, but I think this open is going to be super fun, and it's going to feel like this incredible meta. Um, I don't know if the meta is actually good. Uh, the meta might just be absolute dog shit, where there's, like, a hilariously broken tier zero deck that we don't know about yet, or at least don't know is tier zero yet. But the meta is going to feel great for the open. Everybody's just going to be like playing decks that they think are cool. It's going to be great. Um, is it? Is it actually a good meta? Who knows? But like, it'll be good for one open. The second open, probably not. But 
Yeah, a lot of decks are so sus, I would say, in this meta, and it was especially with the timelines. Like, I don't think like that was very good. I was even like thinking like not bringing any because they're so sus, right? They're, they're just doing their thing or they're not doing their thing. And I think that's something that we have in this meta. We had with the timelines. We have like with Nasus. I think San is also an amazing example of that. Like, the decks sometimes do very strong things that they kind of unstoppable, and sometimes they don't do anything. And no. like, it, it's feeling very weird to be honest. I don't think we have found like a really good deck yet. Um, the closest that I think we found is Samira Seraphine. Um, but like, wow, really? I think the closest we found is Karma's Shadow Isles, Ionia. I have not spent enough time on that deck. I will be completely honest. But like, pretty much every deck that I see floating around just kind of feels like what you're describing, Bio, where like. It has its powerful thing that it does some of the time, and then other times it's just a steaming pile of shit. And it's like, we don't have these things that are like broken uh, Vein Aatrox or like Red Gwen, where it was like every hand was good enough. Um, yeah. We just like have these decks where it's like, okay, we found this like synergy point that's really good, but we have not found what to put around it. Like, I mean, there's like, um, I think the clearest example of that is like, uh, the like condensed deck where it's like Bandle City Bilgewater and it's like condensed BB or condensed Shelly. And like, if you like play a Shelly and it doesn't die on sight and you just like condense Shelly, condense Shelly, like your deck is like absolutely insane. And if you just don't draw Shelly, your deck is just like a absolute garbage. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like such a sus deck. Yeah. Yeah. You've, I like, think like found a synergy point that's really good. I don't think we found what to put around it, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, the best thing you can do is, like, just play some solitaire deck, and then it's just, like, what's the best solitaire deck we have right now? And it's, like, there's nothing that's just, like, consistently doing crazy things like the old solitaire decks did. Um, It's just very interesting. Yeah. But the power doesn't seem that powerful as I thought. Like, the format isn't that powerful as I thought, as I expected, because, like, we were, like, so permit that it's going to be the powerful. And I don't know if how much stronger it is than, like, the standard, actually, honestly, because I think, frankly, like, the... Yeah, frankly, I think Eternal is, like, not one of the stronger formats that we've had. Like, I think the strongest formats that we've had are, like, just prior to Rotation, which was technically Eternal, um... And then, like, Samira, not Samira, um, Seraphine Vein format? Both of them, although, like, super broken Seraphine Vein. Pre-World Ender was dumber, because you had six-spell Seraphine. Although, I would also say post-World Enders was, like, one of the higher power-level formats we've had. And then, like, Samira release. Um, I feel like those were some of the highest power-level formats we've had, and it's not, like, eternal. A bunch of the stuff that got rotated, like, we didn't get these, like, super high-impact reverts that I think people were expecting. Um, like, Timelines revert, obviously high-impact. We hot-fixed it back. But, like, I don't even think Timelines was, like, really up there in terms of power level compared to, like, these broken decks in the past we've had. It just was, like, Better than very frustrating. Else. But, like, yeah. we don't have broken Nami back. We don't have uh Plaza was, like, the other... People were just like, oh my god, they reverted Plaza and they, like, pseudo-reverted Poppy. Um, <laughs> and, like, the issue, I think, is just everything beats Nox. There's a lot of things that can beat these Demasi decks, like, on accident. Like, Draven Scion just, like, accidentally beats you, and we and Draven Scion just got blowback. And it's like, Nasus accidentally beats you, um, and you're just, like, sad. And you're like, oh, the most popular decks accidentally beat me. 
And it's like, oh, well, it's like, you're going to smoke control. And it's like, well, what's the best control deck right now? It's like, SI Karma. And if you don't have exactly form up to match their culling strike, then you like lose. And then the other one, because people aren't playing Karma SI, is like PNZ Noxus. And again, that's just like, stun flock and you lose. And it's just like, damn, it's really like weird how things lined up. And I think we're just in a weird meta where these mediocre decks accidentally beat the like raw powerful decks just because of the like nature of how their cards work like i think in a vacuum poppy and plaza is just like much stronger than seraphine samira but i think because seraphine samira beats those decks that it's just like yeah you can't play them because the most popular decks accidentally beat these yeah i mean i think eternal will end up becoming more and more powerful i think we're gonna see some like aggressive reverts as time goes on where they're gonna be like okay um like for example like i think watcher getting reverted or pseudo reverted is pretty likely at some point in the future um mm-hmm. i think that deck will likely be good because that deck was a control deck that just like absolutely killed you on the spot um and i think we'll see like these kind of like reverts trickle in but when you're starting off with like um it's not combat cook war chefs it's the same like kind of concept Warships, warships are like. I'm sorry, but like, leave warships in 2020 where he belongs. Like that card isn't yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the issue. Is they reverted a lot of cards that just aren't good. Like, like yeah. they wouldn't be good now. Like a lot of like people. I think the best example of how power crept LOR is is like if you gave back full power Nami Fizz or sorry TF Nami TF Fizz. If you gave yeah. back full power TF Fizz. The deck would be good. It'd beat, like, every tier, like, three deck. It'd beat most of the tier two decks. But the deck's not going to be, like, this tier zero 100 LP an hour style deck anymore just because yeah. of how strong the I, I don't think it's, a mis- it's the monstrosity that it once was. Like, frequently people are like, oh, Tia Fizz was the best deck that ever existed. And I do agree with that take, but I don't think it is the best in terms of, like, it actually had the highest power total level. power yeah it was like in like, relative to everything else at the time yeah i think total power level it's probably kaisa no kaisa or or maybe six belsera six belsera was like unbelievably yeah. fucked you like, like you would accidentally flip that you'd play a real three of bbg <laughs> deck and accidentally flip it on turn five like you'd be playing a full-on like magic the gathering four ofs only and be like yeah. i flipped it on turn five yeah, that was the <laughs> Seraphine, right? That, like, the all, you know, the KLU. And if it was playing, like, two of Mystic Shot, two of High Note, and you know, yeah, it was like, played three yeah. of everything. I think yeah, there the was, like, Seraphine... maybe a couple, like, two ofs, because people were like, oh, this has a deck building cost. And it's just like, <laughs> no, it doesn't, man. Yeah. <laughs> Seraphine, Six Ball Seraphine was one of the few times, that, like, I think you can actually say the devs fucked up on that one, because, like, okay, Kaisa, I have a story that I tell myself about Kaisa, where. The devs just did not realize that Valor was a card. Uh, no, they like, didn't realize. They were like, no one's actually going to main deck this one-mana Lurk unit. Not yeah. in Lurk. Okay. Lurk one-drop, <laughs> but I think you also just have to miss Valor. Because yeah. if you just don't have Lurk one-drop, Broken Kaisa is still broken. But like, yeah. nerfed Kaisa is fine. But like, Broken Kaisa, if you just miss Valor, I can imagine thinking the deck is okay. Where you're just sitting here mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, like... How easy is it to get, get how easy how easy is it to get scout? We can play this like two two with barrier, but like that's easy to kill. It's like three unit man. It's hard to get into play. I, I don't think people are going to be flipping Kaisa with scout on five. Um, so I can definitely understand that. 
But with six spell Seraphine, like if you picked a region at random, yeah. you probably found a broken deck. Like, mm -hmm. what were the decks you were testing? Yeah, that, I remember that like, was our convers our conversation when it came up. Was Michael was like, "Yeah, I just don't know what deck they could have possibly been testing that you weren't flipping Seraphine on five. And I was like, "Yeah, like like even Demacia Seraphine, like the probably like spellless region. You're just like, yeah, yeah I'm just still like." in pnz and like accidentally flipping yeah, I mean, like, like if you played like sight. seraphine lux like was it that bad yeah. <laughs> and like everything else like seraphine freljord was probably the worst one past that and like that deck was still fine like it wasn't yeah. even bad and it like was, god forbid god forbid you find noxus <laughs> But they were maybe testing it against Vayne, though. So, like, Vayne was also, like, in the same page. So, yeah, I think know. that's what a lot of people assumed, is that they pair, or they practice, like, new things against each other. Because that's also the only thing that made sense to me, was, like, that Vayne was still, was giga-fucking broken. And so, like, and Vayne, like, actually countered Seraphine. So, like, yeah, if you're, like, internally testing the only other, like, giga-broken thing that happens to counter your second most giga-broken thing, then you could think it's fine, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that one just doesn't make sense to me. Um, the only other times that I felt like that was like stress testing, but like stress I also yeah. stress testing. Or, sorry, yeah, stress yeah. testing. But I also remember Ruben commenting that like they apparently tested it and they played like two games and like TF flipped on five one game and then TF wasn't drawn the second game. They're like, yeah, this is probably fine and just shipped it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> That TF flipping on five? That happens every game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Couldn't you flip TF on four if you had like triple stress uh testing with like double yeah. or triple stress testing rummage or something like that? It was possible on four, but that's like not a realistic one. But yeah. yeah. It's the fact that it's possible <laughs> just made me fucking <laughs> laugh. It was like rummage double stress testing, portal cannon stress testing, or like something stupid like that. Yeah. I think you need three funny. rummages, but that's funny. Yeah. Um, um, what do we have next? Um, oh, what about nine X lineups? Because yeah, I saw, so I saw Micah mm. post something that's very a very interesting take. That I don't know if his is his take or if you can go find it. But... Posting someone else's take, which was like you could have this idea of like not playing nine X epics or something. I yeah, know, I actually thought about this because like timelines is an epic, so like came to mind but we've had this problem where like 9x lineups have come up in the past tree was probably the most prominent one but we've seen like 9x broadmains be tournament relevant 9x timelines recently um and there's also been these like small ball ones where like rally decimate star shaping has been 9x um there's probably a lot of things that have been 9x to a reasonable amount of success but like the big high-profile ones have been, like, Timelines, Tree, Broadband. And Decimate, right? Yeah, Decimate a little bit. I don't know where to draw the line with Decimate. But I think most people agree that these, like, build-around 9x lineups are pretty cringe. Where you've got, like, 9x Tree, 9x Broadband, 9x Timelines. Where, like, your opponent isn't presenting three decks that happen to have the same card in them. They are presenting three of the same deck in like yeah, progressively worse. There where they're yeah. sitting there and they're like, okay, well, I've got Bandle Tree with Noxus, and you're gonna ban that one. So here's shitty Bandle Tree number two, and here is shitty Bandle Tree number three. 
Yeah. And I think that's like an understandable thing to be like, I don't like this. But I don't really have a problem when people play like 9x Petrocyte Broadwing lineups where they're saying like, I'm playing nine, like three Demacia decks. And it's like, okay, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Or like 9x Mystic Shot. Where it's or like, Whale. Yeah. Whale, like, at least we're talking, like, SI control, but, like, Mystic right. Shot could be, like, Scion, some SI PMZ control deck, like, Heimer Jace, mm -hmm. and then, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, Karma Set. It's like, these are not the same deck, like... Yeah. They happen to have Mystic Shot, but they're not the same deck. Yeah, I mean, I think the, like, fastest fix, or easiest, or, like, the first fix people immediately think of would just be to simply regen lock. But the issue with region lock is, like, your decks aren't always the same. Like, I can play yeah. three different Noxus decks, and they be so unbelievably different style decks that it's, like, mm -hmm. no reason yeah. to be locking me out of Noxus. I don't like region lock for that, because I think 3xA region lineups are generally fine. Um, and I don't even like what currently happens with Riot Lock, where you can't play the same region combo twice because yeah. the one that comes to mind was there was a meta where thralls and overwhelm were both good and they would have been an incredible lineup but you weren't allowed to play freljord sharima twice the decks i i did the math because it was pretty funny the decks literally shared no cards if you did collection lock it would have been fine you could have played both uh but like yeah they're both freljord sharima so you can't play them I came into the same issue even this weekend on Master and Great Open. Uh, I wanted to play Sarah Bundle City and uh, Timelines Champlice, and I yeah. couldn't. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, I think that's kind of silly. I do think saying, like, you can max a region, you can maximum use a specific region twice would be, like, an acceptable solution. But, I don't know, I kind of like the idea of just saying, like, we're going to say epics, you can't have more than, like, two decks with a specific epic. And if we're having a problem with people like 9x and Broadmain, I think Broadmain's already an epic, but you just say, like, Broadmain's an epic. You can play two Broadmain decks, we'll let you play two, but you're not allowed to play three. Or Timelines, or um, Battle Tree. I think it hits all of those. And if you're, like, concerned about 9x Decimate, make it an Decimate epic, to man. an epic. And it's like... Yeah. I, I do think there's a fair criticism... I saw it a couple of times where people like didn't like this is adding complexity. I feel like it's on the same level as like you can't have two champless decks um, because that's a rule right now. It never comes yeah. up. But like yeah, but that's also very easy to understand. It's like oh, I can't play two champions uh, or I can't play two decks with no champions, and that is like you can accidentally mess that up, but it doesn't happen. I feel like you can easily accidentally mess this up. I mean, like, we're talking about accidentally messing up lineups with, like, just the rules we have now, where you're like, oh, I can't play Thralls and I yeah. can't play Overwhelm. So it's like, no way, people are constantly gonna have to accidentally mess up by going, like, oh, I, like, put this card in my deck and, like, can't do it or whatever. I, I mean, if we decide this isn't a problem worth solving, like, I'm okay with that decision, but I'm also kind of frustrated with, like, 9x lineups keeping coming up um, and we'd never even try and solve it, so... Yeah, I, I I would have an issue if it actually mattered. I think the closest we had to it actually mattering was Guga's uh, seasonal Tree. run, where he got second place with Tree. Um, outside of that, though, it, it doesn't really matter, because your third deck is usually just yeah. so fucking bad that it gets cooked by anything. You can definitely make the argument of, like, well, your first two are, could be, like, with Timelines, for example, I think your best, like, triple Timelines lineup was the good Timelines deck, 
the other good timelines deck and then just not a timelines deck. Like you just play a yeah. third, like very strong deck. And that was like your triple deck. So like that's way more frustrating where you're like, oh, both of these decks are legitimately good. And I like don't have play into either of them. So I'm basically having to 2-0 this other deck because I'm never beating the first one. Yeah. I think the triple is just so often where the third deck is just so fucking cooked. Yeah. I, check check Svi, I think. Check Svi was the by far the most timelines in my opinion. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody agreed Jax was the bad one. <laughs> yeah, and so like if I saw Jax Vi, I'm like, oh cool. They like if they don't have timelines on one, they auto lose. And if they have timelines on one, I'm still like not too upset unless they just like super high roll units or whatever. Dude, I played against timelines today, post nerf, and they hit timelines like first timelines rolled knock attack. I was like, oh, all right, it's that yeah. game. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, I wonder if Timelines is actually that bad. And what we kind of come to the conclusion of in our team was, like, Timelines isn't bad, like, by any means. It's just... It is some, it's, it's just... Horror. Yeah, fair. Well, it's just, like, good. Uh -huh. it, it's not, like, amazing. It's not great. It's just, like, a, you can play it and beat most people because the deck's not bad. Um, and that's yeah, just, like, not really where you want to be. That's I mean, a bad thing, but this is the PNC the biggest hit out of all Timelines, I think, because... The deck yeah. was kind of aggressive deck, right? And like now mm -hmm. they have to skip even yeah. turn two, and like that's kind of an issue for them definitely. So um, the deck is still decent though. I I think all of them, especially I think for example like the own Thunder doesn't much care honestly. So mm -hmm. I think the decks are still decent, but um, definitely people will. You can take it as like also like possible never I guess, and like I think definitely people are gonna be uh, not playing them that much. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely playable, and it's definitely, like, in this just kind of soup of, like, this deck might be good. Who knows? We No one. Literally no one. So, yeah. you can play it if you want. Uh. And also what I love about the nerf is that I don't have to play them. Because I was thinking about them, and it just made me, okay, I'm not playing them. So, <laughs> I was like, I was questioning myself so much, and I'm happy that they gave me, okay, not, don't play it. It does work out nicely for timelines haters. Yeah. I don't understand how people hate these very fun concepts. Like, my favorite champions in the game is, like, Bard, Nora, and Timelines has been one of my favorite decks for, like, a very long time. Um, or one of my favorite decks for a long time. And people are like, Bard can never be buffed and Nora needs a nerf and I hope Timelines never comes back. And I'm just like, can we, can we, like, I don't understand. Can we put Bard to, like, start on turn two? That also feels like an or eternal what? revert. I don't know. Bard's, I, okay. I didn't think Bard was, like, that crazy. I just think it felt not great sometimes. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, uh, so one of the things that, like, I find frustrating about Eternal is, like, a lot of the stupid cards that I'd really like to see reverted have been released recently because we've been power creeping. And so, like, they didn't even get rotated. Uh, so, like, I can't really argue for a Bard revert. Because he's in yeah, standard. It, it's standard, right? Anything in standard, it's hard to revert. But I don't know, dude. I think um, I think they did him real dirty. That's my opinion. Uh, there's, like, a, the other example of this is, like, I really think Eternal should have Lee Sin back. The problem is, reverting Lee Sin doesn't do that. You have to revert Zenith Blade. And Pantheon is in standard with Zenith Blade. You cannot revert Zenith Blade. While also yeah. giving him the new unit. Yeah. Yeah. So Has like, anyone played much? Oh god. Yeah. Well, it's like I, I think Eternal should really get Lee Sin back, but like we literally need to rotate the Zenith Blade so we can revert it. 
Yeah, do you ever think there's a possibility for... Because I think Magic done this. I don't quite... I don't keep up with Magic at all, really. Um, but I know they're, like, have a gajillion formats since the last time I played, because I'm a boomer. Yeah. And one of their formats is on... It's, like, online only. And they basically, like, changed how cards work from the different formats. So, like, the standard or paper physical card will say, like, one mana deal two. But in this, like, other format, we'll just call, like, Eternal Plus, it's, like, one mana deal three. And do you think that's something that, like, Riot should do or could do or would do? Where they're like, yeah, sure, Xenith Blade in Eternal only is, like, grant permanent overwhelm. But in Standard, it's still just... I don't even know what the card does anymore. I don't like that. Um, I don't like it when a card works differently, depending on where you're using it. So I'd recommend not doing that. But Yeah, Super um, Unfair is a great thing for, like, good players. Especially. Yeah. Like, Particularly with how generous LOR is, if you're interested in doing anything like that, I would just print another card. Like, what happened to the form up in Sharpsight? Also, like, yeah. Sharpsight should be reverted. <laughs> it should be plus two, plus two in Eternal now, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I was. I remember people being like, "I can't wait to play Sharp Sight." Like, because so before Eternal happened, people were like, "Oh, everyone's gonna forget that these like cards exist, like Pokey and Vile, and they're just like going through these list of cards." Like, can't wait to play Pokey. Can't wait to play Vile. And they're like, "Yeah, I can't wait to play like Sharp Sight. I don't have to play bad Sharp Sight anymore." And I was just like, "What? Well, how? Sharp why is, is Sharp Sight? Yeah, I was like, Sharp. Yeah, I was like, Sharp Sight is bad." And they're like, no, dude, dude, it can block elusives. I was like, oh my god, what elusives? <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah. about here? I was like, and we got badger bears. So like, we can block elusives if elusives is a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, I, like badger bear is such a honestly cool card. I like it a lot. Even though the card is pretty strong, let's be honest on that. I think like it's giving. I think like... badger bear landed in a perfect spot. It is strong, mm -hmm. worth playing, even if you're like not concerned about elusives, and it just means like Demacia decks like have a little bit of resiliency to the elusives. I think it's like... Yeah. I think they should probably spread the keyword around, like, a little bit more. I don't know how much, like, in specifically Demacia, but, like, I think some other regions could get a little bit of access to the keyword that have, like, poor access to elusives themselves. Like, Noxus comes to mind. Shurima comes to mind. Um, I mean, Shurima kind of has that with things like Quicksand, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. I think the master was like having the biggest weakness on like that, and like I think this is like amazing fix for that. So like I definitely like it, even though it's even it's just maybe kind of stupid, but I don't <laughs> mind it honestly. But, yeah, I think agree that it's hard to balance things out and make them broken again in Eternal if they are specifically in Standard without just like printing a second card. But even like printing a second card you'd have to print that card specifically for eternal because as far as we know like every card that comes out is going to be standard until they do their however often they plan to do their rotations i don't actually know but like i do think i, I do I think know. they're going to need to rip the bandit off on that and just like be willing to print cards for eternal because like i that think we're going to cool have these for things the mini expansions yeah, I think we're going to have yeah. these problems where, like, we're going into an Eternal season and they want to print cards for Eternal, and, like, you just have this problem where, like, most of them are just misses. Like, even the ones that looked good, like Blowback, it's, like, fine. It's not even, like, the exciting card that people were hoping for. Like, not Condense is the, like, the... Condense? Yeah, but, like, past that, like, what cards were people, like... I mean, it was just I... those two, right? It was, like, Pantheon Follower, Condense, and Blowback. Like the yeah. only three people are talking about. Vinu is like standard card mostly. Uh, Condense is like overall very good card. Blowback is decent. And we have the uh, Weapon Master as well in the Fairlight. Yeah, but like, 
even like condense like condense was definitely the most hyped card and it has been good which like i don't think is what people were expecting people were expecting this card to be like nuts and it's just good and it's like uh, the cat is nuts the decks are good <laughs> sure i mean I, I think that's like a fine way of phrasing it but like i don't think this card is living up to what people were expecting from it and it's like if you're gonna print like cards going into an eternal season people are kind of expecting them to impact eternal and like mm -hmm. most of these don't like the one that comes to mind most is the ionia bird that card was dead on arrival in eternal because like you're not playing ionia demacia that is not happening in eternal so yeah. like what is this card doing in this set like you release it in another set like you release it last expansion or whatever and like all of a sudden, like, Shen J4 is like, hmm, maybe I play some birds and use this, like, bird card to, like, challenge for board dominance. And, like, Standard could have actually played that card. Eternal isn't going to. And it's like... Yeah. The, the, new, the new thingy has, like, very... It's kind of weird, as be honest. Like, the new three-month cycle is kind of weird, I would say. Like, especially, like, as you're saying, the cats new are for Standard, even though we are mm -hmm. going into Athena season. We're balancing Athena season before we know even what is good in Athena. Yeah. And like, That's... it just, it doesn't make much sense, but you know, yeah. Yeah. That's I why I like, I think it all like makes sense overall of like, oh, standard, standard, eternal. You're like, yeah, kind of mix it up. A lot of like competitive card games do that where they make you play a different format, at least like once in a qualifying season or something, or they make you play like draft or something where it's like not a new format or sorry. It's not like a whole new set where you're playing with eternal cards, but it's just a new format because you're playing draft or whatever. But the issue is exactly what like, Boz just said, which is we just don't play it enough to like no one plays Eternal for two months. And then they're like, oh, here is a standard or here's a balance patch for it. And you're like, why? Like, where did you come up with this? Like, how did you come up with this? Like, what is your reasoning for this? And then we spend two weeks, because that's all we really get after the balance patch is two weeks before the open, two and a half. And then like no one cares. And it's because we just go back to playing standard. I think like a much better way to have done something like this was to be like, oh, this is like your standard, because there's three total qualification. Uh, seasons right so it's like this season number one is just standard and then like season number two is just eternal and then season three is like just standard and at least that makes like more sense of we know like how to get balances we can balance for multiple months in a row and i don't know you don't have to balance two different ladders it's just mm -hmm. it yeah, felt it more interesting yeah i definitely it's think it, i definitely think eternal ladder should have been open significantly earlier just like even if, like, it's not doing anything, just sitting there and being, like... Uh, like, literally, if, like, you were capped at Master Zero LP in, like, Eternal. So, like, you can make it to Masters, you can't get LP here, but, like, you can make it there. And it was just, like... Wait, no head start for you. Or no, like, yeah, significant head start. Yeah, and you can sit there and you can be, like, okay, we get some clue of what's good in Eternal to do our balance patch off of or whatever. Because, like, if you're a competitive player and they did that... I think all of us would have ground to masters, um, like to have the. That's true. <laughs> I don't even know if I would have done that. Like, I don't know. I think most. Yeah, of I probably would have. I would have just. I would have just played standard. I would have played standard until like, I was in camping spot, and then I'd be like, okay, time to go play eternal, I guess. Yeah, that's some fun, maybe. You know, I've 
oh, you know, let's play some funny decks, you know, let's play. Yeah, exactly. Or so easy. I don't know. Yeah, or realistically, I would have done what I did this time, which was play through standard until like right before the eternal patch, like right after the standard open finished. And it's like, oh, we're going into eternal in four days. Let me start playing eternal. And then that's definitely not giving them any amount of information. But like some people would play that. Maybe they would be like, you know, that was like the sort of companies of people like, you know, they want to play their Aphelios. They want to play their Zoe, but they can only normals and they don't like it. So that was horrible. uh, That like, you know, then like at least these people would be like much better. I definitely agree. Um, I think there might be some evolution to this cycle because I think it's still not hitting the mark. And I think also the biggest issue of this season, honestly, is the bonus open that we have. Um, And like the Athena have mattering too much, I I feel like, and that's something that I'm personally not happy about. If we didn't have the bonus open, would there would the open have been this weekend or next weekend? This next weekend. weekend. Next. No, it would have been next weekend. Mm-hmm. That It'll actually feels like it would work a lot better because we have like. I, 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 might, I, might, I might be our, making. I might be yeah, making. Yeah, we usually have our opens two and a half weeks after the patch. And this is but the I, second and a half week. I, I was talking. I think I was talking to Marshall or something. And I, I maybe made me making st- shit up, but I've heard that it was like seventeen shadow to seventeen, and they added the bonus one, and it was did to the ten. But I might be making shit up, honestly. So let's see. Uh, additional. We will be the making an additional open, and this will take place on the seventeenth slash eighteenth. So this is the one that would have been mattering. Okay. That's at the bottom of the first open article. It says additional Runeterra open. As there were several issues, we're going to place an additional open. This open will take place 17 slash 18 and be played in the serial format. Okay. So. Yeah. It's, yeah. I just did it as open. I'm not fun of it, but I said, like, at South, um, I would just love if the first open and the letter just didn't count based on yeah, how how screwed it was up. So Yeah, I think the ladders should not count at all for this season, but I also think we're just so far and so deep into this season that there is absolutely no possible way for them to make that a ruling. Like, imagine telling yeah. people like Kawako and Nick or, like, whoever well, else that spent, like... Right? like uh, yeah, they spent... Yeah, they spent hundreds of, not probably hundreds, but like uh, thousands of games, like dozens of hours to get to this like ridiculous LP and top 10 and then be like, yeah, I'm just not going to make it count. Yeah, sure. But yeah. Like, sure, but I can maybe give some compensation different way, but like, yeah, I agree. I'm personally currently the standard letter, everything. I, I wouldn't mind it. They just said, okay, we fucked up, we fucked up. Also, the first open, I get also some winter points from first open. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm getting, I'm going against myself, honestly, like in this way. And I just don't, don't think it's the best way how to do that because, you know, if there's issues, it just should not count, in my opinion. Yeah, as I... major major issues, right? If there's like small issue, like we had in the second open, I would be the second open was, you know, small issues, but it was fine. Count it definitely, but don't count the first open, don't count the letter because there was too many issues. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I just think there are people that don't, and I don't think there is a way to make everyone happy. So it's like if you're right, the company, what do you do? Like, do you? put everyone on an even playing field and say like, oh yeah, we super fucked up. This doesn't count everyone even playing field. But then like you screw over all these people that did get in, not saying they didn't necessarily like deserve it. There are some people that did, some people that didn't. So it's a mixed bag. But um, you know, like, do you fuck those people over? Or do you just say like, oh no, you can keep your point. And then now like everyone else, like the Teddies and the like whoever else that would 9-1, the Rogies, and now like they're getting fucked over. So it's like, 
what do you actually do as the company Riot Games? And this is what they decided was best, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, cool. exciting discussion, but I have to cut out, so. Yep. Yeah. I guess we also talked like about the thing that we wanted, so it's completely we fine. So